everyone, welcome back to AWM Insights. It's your Power 3, two CPWAs and a CFA. We are Eric, Brandon, and Justin. And at AWM, we are a community of athletes, founders, and investors on a journey to be the best in the world at what we do. And we believe that you deserve the same when it comes to your wealth. And so each week here on this podcast, we cut through the noise of what Wall Street is selling you to bring you the knowledge, skills, and access you need to invest like a pro. And so today we are going to tackle the topic of managing your emotions. But before we do that, as we do every week, we're going to jump into what's been going on in the markets. Talking about managing emotions, uh, Elon Musk has uh, sent the crypto world on an emotional roller coaster by announcing that Tesla will stop accepting Bitcoin for the uh, purchases of their cars, citing carbon emission concerns. And so that is dominating uh, the Twitter sphere over the last couple of days. Uh, other news that we've seen is that U.S. consumer prices have jumped to the fastest pace since 2008. And then last weekend, a cyber attack uh, sharply drove up the cast of go uh, gas uh, nationwide uh, when the Colonial Pipeline was uh, had a ransomware hack. Thankfully, uh, it has begun a service again. But what a constant reminder of just what a fragile world we live in when it comes to cybersecurity. And then for Jessica Alba announcing uh, Honest Company goes public. And so some fun things to go on in the market. But right around this topic, whether it's the public markets, the private markets or crypto, it's all about managing your emotions. Yeah, Eric, I think it's a it's a really great point. And I promised everybody we're going to actually try to manage our emotions in this episode. Uh, I know we had, yeah, we had a lot of laughs as we were preparing for this, but uh, there's just too much good material. And, and to be clear, right, we're um, we're going to poke some fun at some some different people, some ideas. Uh, but just to be clear, I mean, these are, are certainly a snapshot in time. It's in no way to be directed at them, but uh, who can help, right? Attacking a little green, green lawn uh, and his his whole Bitcoin deal, or what I found out even more fascinating is uh, good old the reliable Dave Portnoy removing his emotion and just picking on on uh, Elon, you know, going after him, saying, "Hey, he's manipulating the prices here. We, we got all this kind of haywire," uh, and I had to to laugh, right? Because we hit this on a on a podcast a few weeks ago, probably a couple of months ago now, but, uh, you know, Dave had his, his spaceship to the moon. He was launching his ETF and, you know, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And unfortunately, uh, the old buzz ETF is down 5.3% year to date. So, uh, not everything that, that Dave touches goes to the moon. And he was, he was definitely the guy that was out there trying to manipulate prices in my opinion. So, um, we got a lot of pots calling kettles black and all that good stuff. And then you turn to the more serious side. And I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Justin. But, you know, we do have inflation kicking in and you see markets react. And how do you not get caught up in all of this? Right. You, you're just brought in by these short term moves. And how do you keep those emotions in check and make rational decisions? It's a great question. And, and first and foremost, you have to take a step back and, and make sure you have a plan in place, whether that is 
um, a plan to invest into the market or a plan to manage your existing assets within the market that are already invested. But at, take a step back and ask yourself, do you have a plan in place? Right. That is that is so incredibly important to to start with as an investor. And hopefully you start with that question not in times like this because we are in almost you know the 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 epitome of kind of the wild west and, and noise and and all these different uh, uh headlines coming at you and tweets coming at you and you know eric you say in, in the intro here that we, we cut through the noise that wall street's trying to sell you it's also the noise the media is trying to sell you the influencers the dave port noise even you know throw elon musk into that category that what they're trying to potentially sell you and 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 you you do you have to cut through all that. It's not to say don't acknowledge it or don't be entertained by it, but but take a step back, ask yourself what your plan is. What how do you manage your money in a systematic way to deal with times of volatility? You referenced the colonial pipeline hack. I mean, if that's not a perfect example of how risk is out there, even though we we at times we can forget that. It's a it's a microcosm and uh, of that example, but it's incredible um, uh, example of, hey, these things can come out of left field, right? Elon Musk, the tweet uh, backing backing away from Tesla accepting Bitcoin. I mean, arguably that came out of left field too. Like it, these the risk is there whether it's a true economic event with you know inflation um, popping up and and how the market reacts to that, albeit arguably short term. So far, um, risk is risk is there. Volatility is part of investing. If it wasn't. And I know we mentioned that we've mentioned this time and time again, but you wouldn't expect more return from from your equity portfolio, from your stock portfolio. So you 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 need to take all of this stuff in the in a big kind of uh, formula, if you will, mental formula. Take a step back and say, okay, what what is my plan? How do I manage my money? How do we manage your money systematically to deal with times of stress? Not ex, not not trying to predict when market stress stress is going to pop up or these one-off events are going to pop up. It's it's saying they will. We know they will pop up. Then there's going to be more, and there's potentially going to be more significant ones. We experienced something like that with COVID last year. There's going to be more significant market stresses going forward. Can guarantee that. When they're going to happen, no clue. And so let's let's not have a plan of attack to react to these things, an inflation number that was higher than expectations or Elon Musk or Dave Portnoy tweeting one thing or the other, or even, you know, IPOs kind of going out of favor. You referenced the Buzz ETF. There's an ETF that tracks IPOs. Guess what that is doing year to date? That thing's down 16% when we're as of this recording. And so, you know, it, it, hey, if you have a plan around participating in IPOs, Hopefully you expect that and you have a have an idea and a plan to to manage around that potentially and you're not reacting to that um, to that emotion or and, the emotion that's and, being driven. And Justin, on that. do you, to your point of why a plan is so important is because we have to recognize what is our natural tendency as humans. We were created in such a way to avoid everything that we fear or think is dangerous, right? And so yep. our natural tendency, our default is not disciplined, intelligent decision making. And in the psychology of money, it points out that 
our our crock brain is actually one of our biggest risks to our investment success. And so if you have not proactively understood, taken the time to uh, obtain the knowledge of how markets should uh, should operate or why investments are good investments, you're not going to have the skill set or the discipline to overcome what your body naturally wants to do. And so if we fear something or on the on the contrary, we see the herd sprinting in a certain direction and we feel like we're getting left out, even if they're running off of a cliff, we're most likely going to follow unless we have an alternative that's set up that we took the time, the intelligence and the foresight to plan ahead. And so I think it's it's so important to recognize that it's if you've left yourself to try and just make decisions in the moment, your default is most likely going to be failure. That's why having a proactive plan is so important. Yeah, and, and the a, industry yeah. knows that. Let me jump in. The yeah. industry knows that, and they are they're going to pitch you these things that seize on that. They're transactional in nature, and and that's not how you build a long term successful portfolio, build wealth, compound wealth and whatnot, right? There's so much transactional uh, interaction here. And and the average Joe broker does it all the time. Wall Street does it all the time. I mean, social media is, you know, the epitome of that, if you will. So anyway, sorry, Brandon, I jumped in there. No, no, you hit on the exact point I was where I was going to go. And it's, we see this most oftentimes in the private markets, right? It's, we, we see product pitches like, oh, I've got access to this company, right? And most oftentimes it's through one of the wirehouses. And we all know that by the time it's filtered all the way down to the retail, you know, it's, it's certainly not worth the paper it's written on uh, the vast majority of the time. But people don't look at it and go, you know what? They get really excited. It's, it's really exciting to be a participant in the story of an IPO, right? A company some founders came together, created something unbelievable. And now you get to participate and be a part of this. But, and it's hard to peel back those layers and go, well, where is the actual money being you know, made here? Like even go back to Elon. How did Elon make his money? He founded a couple of companies. Like that's where he made his money, right? So he's giving investment advice. Do you really... Who knows? You know, like same with Dave Portnoy. The guy made his money because he's a hell of an advertising guy, right? It's not because he had some investment success. So I think it's right. You got to peel those layers back and sit going back to, as you mentioned, the plan, like really understand what your priorities are and what you're trying to solve for and what your family really needs from an outcomes perspective, right? Like I might need a 5% return to accomplish my family's priorities. And if I put them in a position where I'm expecting a 10% return, that means I'm putting far too much risk into my situation. I could blow the whole darn thing up. But, you know, Eric spends a lot more money than I do. So maybe he needs a 7% return. And, hey, you know, hey, cost, of living, to, cost of living in Arizona, man, a bit. you know, cost of living here yeah, in Arizona. It's, it. uh, it's a lot. That's it. Yeah. But I, you know, so I think it, it, it's individual, right? And you have to go back. It's all individualized. If if you're not doing that work or or for a lot of people, right, they don't want to do that work. And that's perfectly okay. I mean, we're thankful for it because that's why we exist, right? We get to come alongside families who are built to do other things, play sports, entertain, build companies, you know, be surgeons, 
they get to do what God made them to do. And on the flip side, we get to help them, you know, usher in that wealth and help them identify the priorities, build the plan. So this isn't something you have to go home tonight with your spouse and sit down and figure out the world. Um, but it is something that you need to get with your advisors and work your way through. Yeah. And I think it's to your point is this isn't easy. You know, we see the same thing happening when it comes to your health. It's it's a lot of times we know the outcomes that we want, uh, but the ability to even take the knowledge that you might read, you might be listening to this podcast, you might doing what you need to to try and become educated on it but it hasn't transferred into the skills and the discipline. And so that's where a coach comes in and so much helping is really the behavioral coaching, right? And, and studies have shown that this, when left to the own, the Dalbar studies, this famous study that says when investors are left to their own to implement the advice that they know, they blow themselves up and it can cost them anywhere between one to 3% annualized returns. And so this is, this is part of the value of a good advisor is making sure that they're helping you coach through your plan, which is so important. And then just one last point is, Brandon, what you said, it, it comes down to priorities. I think a lot of times, uh, I tell people this all the time, if money stresses you out because you're like feeling like you're missing out what's going on, I talked to a professional athlete yesterday and he's like, you know what? I got out of the crypto space two years ago because I lost a bunch of money, but now I'm feeling like it's a mistake, you know, and I can't really sleep at night. I'm like, man, that's stressful uh, of this fear. And then I just asked him, I'm like, money's just a tool, right? It, it's just to help you pay for things you want to do in life. Do you have enough money? And his answer was like, yes. I'm like, then then turn off your Twitter. Don't worry about it, right? Like money's just a tool. Don't become a slave to it, right? Like it's a great resource. It's a horrible master. And uh, I just think managing emotions is so important. Oh, no, no, that's a great, great summary on on this broader topic. And and I think it's important to underscore that it, this isn't easy, right? Even when when we're going to actually implement trades, whether it's for ourselves or our clients, like go back to the COVID crash of last year, we had the plan in place. I know we've highlighted it. We have, we have tolerance bands around our portfolios and, and we will trigger tax loss harvesting trades when, when certain asset classes drop. And when you're in the moment, I mean, go back to March of last year, people thought the world was going to end for all intents and purposes, right? I mean, we, never had we shut down so much of the global economy. We had no idea what was going to happen, but we 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 removed our emotion from the equation. We had put in plan in place a plan, as we've said time and time again here, and we trusted that plan. And that plan was based on all sorts of past data. Um, representing all sorts of different market environments, good, bad, micro cycles, which you can kind of call this is what we're seeing in the COVID um, world right now. And, and we just, we trusted that plan and, and it, and it, you know, so far, knock on wood, it's worked fantastically well. And, and, and so it, 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 it is important just know that, that even the professionals, if you will, um, it's, it's difficult to when you're in the middle of it. Howard Marks, who's a famed um, investor, one of you know one of the the, the best investors um, out there, arguably, 
he wrote a he wrote a, a memo, I think, right around March, uh, April of last year, basically expressing this exact thing, like, hey, we know we should be doing this in times of market stress, and 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 we know what we should be doing in times of market euphoria. But it's it's difficult because the emotions are there, and, and and it's 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 really important to have that team around you, that coach, even for us internally, right? And we stick with our plan. We go back to no, we have this in place for a reason, and and reaffirm all that as a team. So I think it's really important to underscore that. Yeah, and, and one thing I'll say quickly, and I know we got to close out, is just you know th- your advisors might not be immune to the emotion as well, so you need to right. evaluate that, right? Like. We had a plan in place, as Justin, you mentioned, and it not only tested against all the historical, right, but it's also geared towards stuff that we have no idea what's going to happen next. Like how you couldn't have predicted or some people think they predicted COVID, for instance, like how that's going to work, right? There's there's market outcomes that are going to happen that have never happened before. And so making sure that you have a plan in place that takes those into consideration. And, and like I mentioned, you're make sure your advisor has that structure, that systematic approach, because, you know, if, for instance, they got burned in the 2008 correction, and now they've decided they've come up with these portfolios, they're never going to let you lose. And minimizing that downside is going to benefit you over time. We may know some people like this. It, you know, the results haven't been there over the last decade. It's significantly underperformed. Um, And how do you come back from that? I don't, I don't know, you know, so I think you and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe that resonates with you. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, really make sure that you're you have people around you, your advisors, whoever you rely on for advice. Just make sure that they are good at removing the emotion going back to the systematic approach, because as we're all talking, it's not an easy process. And And the good news for everybody is there is ample evidence of what works over the long term, of what builds multi-generational wealth time and time again. And so head over to awminsights.com. We have uh, been highlighting over the past, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, the 10 key principles to investing like a pro. And this is the roadmap for your game plan. And if you don't have a plan, reach out to us. We would love to sit down with you, help you think through your plan. And, uh, you know, if there's somebody more qualified for your specific situation, we'll make sure to get you in their hands. So until next time, own your wealth, make an impact and always be a pro. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.